thankful for Mitch. Thankful that the Bears passed up on Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson to trade up one entire pick to draft the one and only Mitchell Trubisky. I'm Joey of Underage Packers. Welcome to episode 41. Hey, welcome back to another episode. I'm super excited to have you here. Today we're looking ahead to the Packers matchup against the Chicago Bears this Sunday night. Now before we do that, I did just seriously want to say me and Big B are so thankful for really all the people and friends that we've met here um, doing this podcast only a few months we've been doing this and our audience is so much bigger than we ever thought it could be in just one year met so many people that just a few months ago at the start of the year seemed like twitter gods you know you know we're dming them now and we're great friends with them at least we would say we're great friends with them so you know there's a lot to name um but just to name a few you know like andy herman Corey Banky, aaron agler matt ramage uh, Tim Back is a lot of people um, that we just met, so I, I wanted to take a quick second and uh, thank all those people for welcoming us and accepting us so uh, so quickly into this great Packers community online. All right, though, let's talk Packers Bears. Now, look, the Bears drafted Trubisky, and like I said, I'm so grateful for that. And the main reason is because the Bears defense has always been good. It seems like you know. Even back, going back to 1985 when they won a Super Bowl, they have a below-average quarterback. They just have such a great defense and maybe a star or two like Walter Payton or Matt Forte, Alshon Jeffrey on their offense, and they're able to make a little bit of a run. We faced them in the 2010 NFC Conference Championship game. Luckily, we came out on top of that, and we were able to win our fourth Super Bowl title, uh, making us 3 over the Bears, so that's always great, but yeah, I really still feel that is true to say that I wouldn't say they're a competent quarterback way, but they're definitely, if they had a star quarterback, this is a very scary team, if they had an average offense, this is a pretty scary team that the Packers have to face two times a year, luckily, this time around, it's at Lambeau, but we have a Week 17 match in Chicago, which will really be interesting. I'm hoping we have the division clinched at that point so it doesn't come down to that game. Um, and then, you know, hopefully that game is just for playoff seeding. Or maybe we'll have the first seed locked up. Who knows? The NFC is wide open at that point. Uh, before we get into any of that, taking a look at the Bears roster and how they've done this season, uh, let's bring up some Packers news. The Packers brought in wide receiver Tavon Austin for a workout yesterday. You might remember him in his stint with the uh, St. Louis Rams, as well as the Dallas Cowboys, who is with um, the 49ers for a short period of time this season. But now the Packers are taking a look at him. I think this is really interesting, and I am all for a Tavon Austin signing with Tyler Urban missing quite a few weeks a season, and it's not looking like he's going to return anytime soon. Maybe they, I, I, I think he'll be back sometime this season, but if they think it's going to take him two or three, four weeks more to recover from that wrist injury, it's a great idea. Get in Tavon. Obviously, if they sign him today, he won't be able to play against the Bears due to COVID protocols. But he'd be a great guy to bring in here for a punt returner. We all saw how bad and horrific Darius Shepard was. We'll see. I, 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 special teams is a really interesting subject when it comes to coordinators. You can't tell where is it an unexperienced player and where is it, dude, what are you teaching them? You know, 
Uh, Trevor Davis was really bad. I, I think that's more on him. Ron Zook was a really bad coordinator as well. And you could see that with the penalties. Under Sean Meninga, there aren't those constant penalties. There's just some bad punts from J.K. Scott, some inconsistent play from J.K. Scott, some returns let up from Jacksonville. Darius Shepard's awful ideas. So yeah, Tavon Austin, I think, would be great to bring in. And then you also have him being a possible motion man. We've really been lacking that since Tyler Irvin has gone out a few weeks ago. And now here we are. We've tried MVS. We've tried EQ sometimes. Alan Lazard was kind of a guy we used in that role in week one, the first few weeks. And we haven't had one of those guys that perfects it quite like Tyler does. So if we can get Tavon in here, um, even if when Tyler come back, um, could always use another wide receiver, could always use another guy on special team. So that's that. We'll see if the Packers do end up signing him. Now, let's get in to this match. The first match between the Packers and Chicago Bears of this season. So Chicago sits at 5-5. Five and five. They are coming off their bye week here. Now, the Bears, Matt Ramage, our great friend, he, you know, he looked ahead after the Bears were 5-0. and oh. He said, you know, the Bears have a really tough schedule coming up, and they sure did. They got a lucky, uh, I mean, they played a really good game against Buccaneers, uh, Tampa Bay. But you look at it, there are five wins coming from the Detroit Lions, New York Giants, Atlanta Falcons, Carolina Panthers, and then Tampa Bay. So, you know, not too good of teams they have beaten, you know, and I'm not going to go after them specifically because of the slander and heartbreak I felt from the national media, them disrespecting my 13-3 and Green Bay Packers. But, you know, they haven't won against good teams besides Tampa Bay. The recent five losses, you ask? Uh, week 6, they lose against the New Orleans Saints. Week 3, against the Indianapolis Colts, Tennessee Titans, Los Angeles Rams, and Minnesota Vikings. We also lost to the Vikings. We beat the Saints. We lost to the Colts. So they have had some really tough matchups, and they haven't done too well against them. Against the Rams, they were pretty stagnant. So they've had some tough matches, and they haven't won one of those tough matches. However, the Packers haven't had too many tough matches, and they've really struggled when that has happened. The headline and the idea of the Bears is that they are a very aggressive, physical team that relies and will beat you with their defense. Now, the thing with the Bears is they have to score those points on the defense, and their offense has to do the bare minimum for them, and that's that's really okay. If the Bears can stop you from scoring more than 10 points, they, they can get a, a score or two, a very good turnover that puts the offense in good field position, have them score maybe two or three touchdowns, a field goal in there, and the Bears can win a lot of games. Now, the thing that hurts them is when they go up against a good defense, their offense literally can't do anything, or if they're challenged on their side of the defense, then obviously that's not going to be too much. You can't ask the Bears' offense to score more than 30 points, I think is fair to say. Packers passed two matchups against them in Week 1. Matt LaFleur's opener, 10-3. to That's exactly what I'm talking about. That game was really boring, quite the season opener right there. Uh, Packers were, I mean, our offense wasn't the best all game. Our defense, I mean, that was a stint where week one through three, we were like, oh, my God, this might be a okay defense here, like my friend Alex Struff was talking about when I had him on here. Um, you know, so, and then week 15, I just watched this game yesterday, 21-13, to 13, the Packers offense was able to score those points. 
the Bears were not, and there, there you have it. I mean, you see that going out in formula, you know? So the offense, let's talk about the offense first. There is just one bright spot that I see that could be dangerous. So Mitch Trubisky is starting for them. Their offensive line is terrible. This is the part where, you know, Nick Foles would be a perfect fit maybe if they had a better offensive line, but they've allowed 25 sacks. They have Packers legend. Jason Spriggs starting at left tackle from this week, I believe. Zedarius and Preston. I mean, this is a perfect opportunity for Preston Smith. You can shut them up. We don't care if you're getting three sacks on Jason Spriggs. Just get get some sacks. It's even better, you know. Starting quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. Now, we got to be honest here. He wasn't benched because he was lighting up defenses against the Giants, which is a, a pretty poor defense. 190 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and 78 Point zero pass rating. Come on, Mitch. A second overall pick should not be doing that. I mean, that's pretty clear at that point. So if our defense can get an interception or two, I think that's going to be very, very big in winning this game. At running back, David Montgomery is coming back from a concussion and should be good to go uh, this week. Uh, he's missed quite a bit of time. Cordero Patterson is also really dangerous there, especially on kick returns. And this, we've talked about how awful the special teams was earlier today in this episode. Cordero Patterson is dangerous. 787 total yards on kick returns this season, a 30.3 average. We face some, you know, why he's always got to be in the NFC North. I mean, come on, man. Can you just, like, get out and not have to make the Packers deal with you, either on the Vikings or the Bears? Dude, get a life, man. Um, I, I, I would have to check Devin Hester's numbers. I, I He should really be on pace to set a record there. He's also a great wide receiver out of the backfield. I would not be shocked to see him used as a running back quite a bit against us. And hopefully we have an answer for him because that's going to be very scary if we cannot stop that super fast uh, running back because then he, he will run all over us. They won't stop. Wide receiver Allen Robinson, 755 yards on the season and only three touchdowns. So his yards are pretty impressive. But the big touchdown scorer for them is no other than Jimmy Graham. Five touchdowns on the year. He had a great touchdown against Tampa Bay. Don't let him get hot. That's all I got to say. I mean, just just literally, all right, if, if Jimmy Graham has the ball, don't let him run over you. Just like, I don't know, everybody back up and let Jimmy Graham trip over air. I mean, we saw how well he can do that um, when he's running after the catch in Green Bay. Chicago Bears are scoring an average of 19.1, which is actually pretty surprising. Um, you know, usually their point differentials are going to be pretty small, 3-6, uh, because their defense is going to stop them, and the that offense does the bare minimum, and sometimes it puts them over the top. Packers averaging 26.8. That was much higher before the bye week. The Bears defense. Now we get to the scary part. 17 total turnovers, 21 total sacks, and they have the very scary Khalil Mack, Akeem Hicks, a lot of stars on that defense. Packers offensive line should be scared of Akeem Hicks no matter who we got at center. Corey Lindsley looks like he's going to be good to go, but Akeem Hicks is a beast. And then you got to worry about Khalil Mack as well. 
it's going to be tough. Aaron's got to get that ball out quicker than ever. I mean, can we talk about that for a second? Rodgers was so celebrated in his MVP years. And I know he's he's not in his MVP form back then. He might still be a, a close contender for MVP this year. But in his MVP form 2011 and 2014, he was celebrated and looked at because he got the ball out so quick. And I know near the end of Mike McCarthy's tenure, you can kind of you can kind of blame that on Mike. But now, I mean, it just seems like he takes so long to get the ball out. He's always looking downfield. It's very odd, and hopefully, you know, you can't do that against teams that can really get the pressure on you really quick. Overall, the Packers cannot let the Bears do what they did to Tampa Bay. Bears were able to get a nice stop on them on fourth and twenty, I believe it was. So you know the. Bears, if they, like I said, plenty of times in the episode, Packers offense, if they if they have one of those, if they have a third quarter against the Bears like they did against the Colts, it might not be good. They, I mean, they have to be on all cylinders, all quarters. And I think, you know, if we just score three or four touchdowns, that should pretty much seal it. You still obviously got to have an answer for Jimmy Graham, Allen Robinson, and uh, Cordero Patterson. But, you know, you, you still got to score those points. Big B might be out there fighting cancer, and he's not able to join me for now at least. But he is still giving me his key matchups. And he says the key matchup for the Packers is sent the whoever is starting that center, whoever is lining up against Akeem Hicks. I tend to agree. Khalil Mack, you can do a little bit more against when he's coming out on the outside and he's not as huge as Akeem Hicks, but Akeem Hicks can just break half a block. Literally, all it takes is half a block, get half of his body weight onto Aaron Rodgers, and boom, it's done. Khalil Mack, you can do a little bit more against, like I said. Uh, he also says the Packers have to win in the trenches on both sides. Try to limit Trubisky when he's outside the pocket, and the Packers will win this game. I I would I love that statement, limiting Trubisky when he's outside the pocket, because we've seen him uh, in two years ago in his first appearance at Lambeau, I believe. He he was quite the guy on his legs, so don't let him do that to you. And you don't don't add limit the Chicago Bears weak offense as much as you can because you know like I said they have a competent average above average offense and they can do some stuff to you um winning in the trenches is a good thing to say as well you know you gotta have sack Trubisky and then it's over just put a little bit of pressure on Trubisky in fact and, and you should be good against Chicago's offense Alright, finally, here today on Twitter, we asked you guys to give us your favorite Packers-Bears memory or game in the Packers in the recent years. Me and Big B's lifetime, the Packers have absolutely dominated the Chicago Bears. So, we asked you guys to give us your favorite Packers-Bears memory or game. I'm not going to try to pronounce this guy's at, and I'll probably pronounce it wrong, uh, but their username, Child Please, it's just different. I like that. They say, my favorite Packers memory They are playing NFL Club 99 on the Nintendo 64 and picking the Packers. Dad from Illinois who moved to Milwaukee. You don't like the Bears, son. Heck no, I don't like the Bears. I love that. You got to rebel against any Bears fan. That is phenomenal. Robin Lawrence, our great friend uh, from Cheesehead TV, he says, Fourth and eight to Cobb for the Bears destroying touchdown. That was great. I'm trying, I believe that was the walk-off to win the division. That commentary from Joe Buck and Troy Aikman is absolutely phenomenal. I love that play as well. Daniel Kotnick um, from Lombardi's Bar on Game on Wisconsin, he says, 2018 home opener will forever 
be my favorite game I've been to. I've never heard Lambo that loud. Uh, my older brother was at that game at well as well. Uh, Big B and I, I mean, that was like one of the first games where Big B and I were talking about it in Instagram DMs, and that was phenomenal. I mean, we had, after that first touchdown, uh, we, we, we had all the superstitions down, like, okay, I'm going to stand in this sit- sitting position the rest of the game. I am not taking any chances, uh, and that was the fun one. Big B has had his favorite memory, too. I, I would have to say that, um, you know, BJ Raji's pick six is, is definitely up there. Um, yeah, the 2018 home opener is phenomenal. Uh, I definitely recommend if you're bored over the weekend, you can watch. I'll, I'll link it in the description. You've probably seen um, the little kid, the little Bears fan. He's probably like, you know, only 12 or 13, and he's reacting to that game. And, you know, he says, it's Randall Cobb. Again, it's phenomenal. Uh, I'll link that in the description. I definitely recommend watching it. You can, I mean, if I were you, I, I would go find the game on YouTube. I'm sure they have that 2018 home opener on YouTube. Find that and link it up with that reaction or watch party. You will have the time of your life. Thanks, everybody, for watching episode 41 of the Underage Packers podcast. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at Joey. Uh, GPG, Joey Go Pack Go. Follow me on there. Follow us at Underage Packers. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Go Pack Go.